Welcome to the Book Business Boss Show, hosted by Julia Royston, helping you get your message to the masses, turn your words into wealth, and be a book business boss. Well, hello, I'm Dr. Julia Royston of BK Royston Publishing, Royal Media and Publishing, and the coaching community, the Book Business Bosses, helping you get your message to the masses, turn your words into wealth, and be a book business boss. So welcome to the Book Business Boss Show. And our time together today is we're going to be discussing who really needs a book. And I know that's kind of a a moot point, but everybody needs a book, right, Julia? Of course they do. But why and what for and what purpose? Um, If I started naming some uh, books out there, you would know exactly who those books were associated with because they have been... Um, those books have have basically been a signature, a um, associated with specific names, especially in ministry and certain names in the industry, whatever uh, um, area and arena in life there is. If you named a specific book, uh, it would normally associate itself with a person. And, you know, but that's not the only thing that that person has done. They've built businesses, they've built conferences, they've had workshops, they've had masterclasses, they are now celebrities, they do movies, they do talk shows, they do, um, they do everything. But there is, there has always been a book that has turned the corner, that has established a person uh, in an industry or as a voice or as something that we all relate to or something that we all know, even if they create many, many books later, um, we now associate a book with a person and a message, etc. But l- let's just start at the beginning. So who really needs a book? And I realize some people are like, I'm never going to write a book, Julia. I don't care what you say. Well, you know, hopefully... Uh, I, I'll change your mind for, uh, for that. Or at least you'll reach out to me and let's have a conversation about uh, you needing a book and what does that book like look like? Because some people are natural writers. Some people naturally sit down and uh, can roll out a book and, and crank out a book in no time flat. They lock themselves in a hotel room for three days and it's no big deal. Other people look at a blank screen on a computer and it freaks them out, but they know they need to have uh, a book associated with it. Now, I'm going to be talking about what a book does and uh, all of that, but then let's let's start with the who. Who really needs a book? So, um, so first thing is, well, before I move on to even the first two, let me just say, if you you say I'm not a natural writer, even after I go through this list, but even before reach out to me, talkwithroyston.com. Let's have a conversation. There are a multiplicity of ways to get a book done, get their message out there um, than you having to fight through and that process. We can help, talkwithroyston.com. So who needs the book? Let's let's go first. The number one, um, business owners. I believe that every business needs a book. Every business owner needs a book because number one, you're an expert. You went into business because either you have a gift, a passion, um, you you like the industry that you're in, you enjoy it. And more importantly, if you're making money at it, 
people enjoy working with you. They want to work with you. Um, there are some difficult business owners out there. There are some difficult people out there. But some people, because of how good you are, they will suffer through uh, whatever uh, is going on and what your personality quirks are. Because there are some creatives that are personality quirks. But if you're good at what you do and people can put up with what you do and they're still paying you money and you still have a waiting list, you're a business owner, um, you're good at what you do. So um, you're first off need a book that tells uh, about your, you don't have to give away the, as what I'll often say, the 11 herbs and spices, but you should be able to give as an industry leader, one, some pet peeves, or two, some tips, or three, um, your expertise, how you develop it, what your work ethic is, your perspective on the industry, uh, your experiences, good or bad, um, the things that you've seen um, in your industry, especially if you've been in business or even working on a job, uh, 15 to 20 years, you have something to say. You have the expertise. So even if you say, well, I haven't really established my business yet, you're in business, you're in the business arena, whether in the corporate sector or in your, uh, you're an entrepreneur, you're still in the business arena. So you have something to say. You have an expertise. You have um, skills, abilities, that people need to know about, okay? So number one are business owners. Now, this number two group often uh, frustrates me, but um, I understand it. But the number two, so number one was business owners. Number two are speakers. And um, I know most speakers enjoy the stage. You love this stage. You enjoy uh, being on a particular platform I'm learning to enjoy it more. I'm called to teach and that's kind of my spiritual gift. But um, speaking always traumatizes me, uh, even though I've been singing on stages since I was eight years old. It still doesn't matter because I feel like words have power and um, taking up people's time. So anyway, that's my own own, uh, uh, issues that I'm working through. But speakers enjoy the stage. But you've got to also understand that that stage is extremely powerful. And so, therefore, that's a moment in time. We've enjoyed that moment. Uh, It was so wonderful. What you said was great. But uh, first off, people's attention span is very short. So everything they remembered, unless uh, they remember might be half of what you said or even 20% of what you said. Uh, Even though they were inspired, motivated, they don't necessarily remember everything you said. So therefore, if you were able to captivate their interest, keep them engaged and all of that, what happens next? Now, uh, for the speakers, you want to speak, you want to motivate, you want to be in front of people. But people don't necessarily always have budgets to pay you to speak, especially when you're first starting out. Because you don't necessarily have an audience. Um, As you continue to speak more and more and more, sure, people will pay you to speak and et cetera. But right now, when you speak, you know, you're gaining interest. You're gaining momentum. You're attracting people to you. You're gaining uh, momentum about your message. You're moving towards something. You're engaging people towards something. 
but that doesn't necessarily mean that people are gonna pay you for what you know or pay you to speak right away. So therefore, one way to help with that profitable effort is to have a book. And then sometimes you need a book even before they will allow you on that stage because they want to know what's in your head, what are your thought processes, and what are um, you know what what is your perspective? What do you bring to the table? What are you going to be talking about? And do you have books that are connected to that? And myself as a speaker, even a reluctant one, one who does it often, but who still it doesn't matter how often I do it, I'm still nervous about it every time. I get up there, but I normally have a book connected with what I'm speaking about. And if I have two months, I will write it connected to what I'm speaking about. There was one time um, they asked me to speak about uh, uh, the anointing of Queen Esther and Esther's anointing and all that. And um, they had a book that they were using for the group. But I'm like, you know, I normally don't speak from other people's books because I don't necessarily, it's not that I disagree with them, but I have my own slant. I have my own revelation. I have my own insight as to, as to especially uh, something biblical, like, God, what do you want me to say? What do you want my mouth to say out loud? So um, I wrote it. I did. I sat down in, in 30 days. And as a matter of fact, I wrote the book and I was ready to print it. And then they said, oh, we've had a delay. And God was like, no, good. You got time to get that book and get it printed and you will deliver it and you'll speak from it, but you'll also be able to sell it once you're there. And then finally, um, so, you know, that was a win-win for me when after I spoke to God be the glory, but after I spoke, the people wanted to buy it. Like, what do you have? Okay. So queen, I said, yes, it's available to purchase. Okay, so if you speak, God blesses it. He kisses it. Yay, it's wonderful. And people are going to want more from you. Like they're going to want your business card. They're going to want. And do you come and do speaking for a young adults? And do you speak to kids? And will you? And, and of course, in this virtual age, they don't have to pay for transportation. They just need a link to Zoom. So, you know, and so when people hear you, they're excited. Yay. You don't have a book. Oh. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean they have forgotten you totally, but if they had that book to go home with and read more about you and then find about the author and where to find you on social media, and because in this day, people like to follow you for a minute. They like to watch you for a minute and they like to check you out for a minute before they you know, move forward and and uh, start buying. Now, if they heard you speak, yeah, they might buy your book, 15, 20 bucks, 10 10 to $20, they're good. But uh, if you had a larger coaching program, they may be watching you for a while. We'll be talking about that later of you producing products and services surrounding your book. But right now, we need to determine who needs it. So number one, business owners. Number two, speakers. Because you, when you speak, normally if God kisses it and he's with you and the people are excited and they want more, they're going to want to buy something for you because they want to take you home. They want to learn more about it. They want to be able to repeat it over and over again. They want to be able to think about it and ponder it. They also want to be able to figure out how they're going to apply it to their life. Okay. We'll be back after this and I'll have more. Hi, my name is Dr. Kendra Royston, president and founder of Stupid Science Incorporated. 
where it is our mission to help encourage and inspire underrepresented students to continue their pursuit of STEM careers. Now, some of you may not be familiar with the term STEM, but it's something that we in the field use to serve as a shorthand to refer to science, technology, engineering, and mathematics careers. We at Stupid Science hope to lessen the financial burden of students who have an interest in these fields because no one will do the research about us, care about us, and make the advancements that we need to help the people in our community more so than us. So, if you would like to contribute to our scholarship fund, you can visit us at www.stupidscienceinc.org or email us at stupidscienceinc at gmail.com. So you've written a book and people liked it, but they want more from you, the message, and your methods. Where do you begin? How do you get started? Visit BeABookBusinessBoss.com. That's BeABookBusinessBoss.com. And download my free ebook, From Author to Entrepreneur, at BeABookBusinessBoss.com. Helping you get your message to the masses, turn your words into wealth, and be a book business boss. And we're back. I'm Dr. Julia Royston, and you're listening to the Book Business Boss Show. And uh, we're talking about who needs to write a book. We've already talked about number one, business owners, number two, speakers, number three, coaches. So uh, coaches are similar to speakers. Some people speak and they don't coach. Uh, Coaching takes it to the next level. That's after they hear people speak and they hear the message that they have and and they want to not only just buy their book, but they want to work with them. They want them to either pay them to help them be like that person who spoke or increase their ability or what that had to offer. They want it to, you know, it just all depends on the things that, um, that, that those coaches bring or those coaches bring to the table because most coaches speak. Um, normally, if you're coaching uh, uh, people, you're normally speaking in front of people. You're either speaking online, you're either uh, speaking in front of a group, and of course, you're definitely doing it virtually these days. But um, normally, you're speaking so people are like, yeah, I want your book because normally coaches have a book. But uh, also, um, people want to work with you. They want more from you than just a book. So the coaches in your book, you should have the basic um, fundamentals of your coaching style, your coaching methods, your coaching strategies, your perspective of what you feel like is important. Uh, you should be addressing the uh, pain points or the uh, problems that people are having, the questions that people are having, what the, uh, the uh, information that they need more about. It should be addressing that, but it should be, le- you can't put everything in a book. So you should be leading people back to you. So number three, the people that need a book are coaches. To include your methods and strategies. Now you're not going to include all the eleven herbs and spices. You may have, uh, as I say often, um, eleven herbs and spices. I was born in Kentucky, so you know. Uh, KFC, Colonel Sanders. So that's the reason why I mean uh, Colonel Sanders, the KFC brand. 
They're not giving away the lemon herbs and spices. And you aren't either. Unless people are paying for it or unless there is a product surrounding it, then you're giving the how. But right now, you should be introducing people to you, your methods, your strategies, and your perspective. So number one, business owners. Number two, speakers. Number three, coaches. Number four, ministry leaders. So um, the book is, of course, uh, the oldest book, the most popular book, the most translated book um, that is out there. But no matter how long the Bible has been in existence and no matter how many people have preached about the Bible, there is always something new to glean and gain from that, um, from the word. It's just multifaceted and inexhaustible, as my uh, uh, Bible studies uh, professor said. It's inexhaustible. It never will end. Um, God is always continuing to reveal himself even more. So as a ministry leader, it needs to be uh, your insights of what God is telling you are most important for his people. Uh, in a message, we have that. We have the replays. We have the videos, etc. But there should be something right now that um, should be telling uh the people of God, something directly from God that he wants his people to know. There should be something that uh, an insight or a revelation or uh, a, um, a message that God specifically wants for his people to know or to do at this particular time. It may be like the coaches, there's a problem and they need an answer. Um, there may be a question and they need an answer. They have a problem and they need a solution, whatever that looks like. Um, but they want to be able to take you home with them, to read at their own pace. Um, there are some people who are iPad people and ebook people, but there are some people who still want to curl up on the couch with a blanket over their body and the lamp on and a mug of hot tea or a mug of hot cocoa or coffee and um, and and read a book and actually physically turn the pages. So it's your insight. It's your revelation. Well, God is speaking to his people right then, what he's saying right now and what he wants for them right now. And it comes out uh, in a book. For new ministry leaders, it introduces them to people. It is uh, the way for us to get to know you better. We enjoy your ministry and we listen to the replays of the video. And sometimes we want more. Okay. So if I said as a ministry leader, these book titles, you would know exactly who I was talking about. Woman Thou Art Loosed. Okay. So you know that's Bishop Jakes. Battlefield of the Mind. Now he's he's written all, Bishop Jakes has written all kinds of books. But if you say Woman Thou Art Loosed, even, even a person who's not, quote unquote, very uh, churchy oriented knows who that is, who that is associated with. Okay. So that was like, he had written books even before that, but that was his signature book to just whoop, take him to the next level. If you say Battlefield of the Mind, that's Joyce Meyer. That's one of her, one of her many bestsellers. Woman Not Loose is one of Bishop Jakes's many bestsellers, but you know, that associates with a specific ministry leader. It's a transformational book. If you said Prayer of Jabez, same thing. If you said Purpose Driven Life, same thing. 
And of course, the Bible is the first and the oldest and the number one selling book ever. That's associated with God, Jehovah himself, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So as ministry leaders, the final things I'm going to say, even for ministry leaders, is it as a legacy to you and for you, not only for your ministry, but for your life. You've dedicated yourself to God and his people, but you, uh, uh, besides, oh, I remember, oh, I remember. But if we have your book, we have part of you forever. So that's a part of your legacy. And finally, number five, any organization, whether you are for-profit or non-profit. Now, I have given insights into my companies uh, when I've written specifically my business books. I have not, I feel like I haven't been uh, old enough yet to really want to write the BK Royston Publishing and Royal Media and Publishing and the um, Julia Royston Enterprises, BK Royston Foundation, and uh, Book Business Bosses History. But uh, I eventually, um, I'm still growing it, I feel like. But bits and pieces, if you read my books, especially uh, my business books, there's bits and pieces of the, the good, the bad, the ugly. I write that book now, publish that book now, promote that book now. You hear about it. Uh, I haven't done like one specific one that um, just talks about that and foundationally. I will, um, you know, uh, who knows what I'll title it, but I'll eventually do that. Maybe I'll do that for my 15th anniversary, which is in 2023, but we'll see what happens. So any organization. So let me just say this. Um, when I started, I won't name the, the organization, but I, I work for, I won't work for many uh, large corporations. But one of the Fortune 500 companies that I worked for uh, many years ago, um, that was the first thing. The two things that we got from them as new employees, we got the history of their company and then we got a, um, a time management book, a notebook, calendar. So those were the two things they they were, you know, they were um, customized. They had their logo on it. So those were the two things that we got from the organization. It told their history, how they got started, um, um, a little bit of their processing, how they built. No proprietary information. We're not giving away the 11 herbs and spices. See, I've said that like four or five times, but that's the truth. We're not giving away all of our um, proprietary inside secrets uh, because that's the key to our profitability and distinguishing ourselves. But success should leave clues. Even your mistakes, even your mishaps, something may burn down, something blew up. The bank said no, uh, the event didn't happen. Uh, you planned, you put all the money down and a tornado came through and knocked it down. Whatever that looks like um, should be included in that book. Uh, and where you are uh, now, and um, so it should stop at a pivotal point in time. Uh, let's see. So 2023, I'll be in business 15 years. Maybe I'll take a pivotal point in time right then. I'll be 60 years old and I'll be in, have been in business 15 years. So that might be a good place to stop and pause and think because success does leave clues. Good, bad, ugly, comparing myself to no one else, but, uh, being able just to sustain myself 15 years, I have something to say. So any organization that really wants to make an impact 
on the next generation, an impact on the society in which we live has something to say. And you should say it from your perspective. Don't let anybody from the outside looking in tell your story. Even if they don't agree, even if you do agree, it doesn't matter. You should still be able to tell your story from your uh, perspective, from your avenue, from working it from the inside out. You know, other people can see what you portrayed on the outside. Boo, baby, you wish you should be able to tell your story from the inside out, from the times you was up late to the times you stayed, got up early, from the times you lost every dime to the first check that came through and paid all your bills to the next customer, to the next client, to the next contract. You should be able to tell that story and how it worked out because this next generation doesn't have a lot of time and they don't give you a lot of time to make mistakes and fall down and get back up and turn it all around. It's not enough time for that. They need people that are productive. They need people that are able to take care of business right away. So who needs a book? Business owners, speakers, coaches, ministry leaders, and any organization, whether you're for-profit or non-profit, you need to leave your legacy, your impact on this earth now. You need help? Give me a call. Uh, schedule uh, time on my calendar at talkwithroyston.com. So if you need help, schedule time on my calendar, talkwithroyston.com. I'm Dr. Julia Royston, the book business boss, helping you get your message to the masses, turn your words into wealth, and be a book business boss. Be blessed. You have been listening to the Book Business Boss Show. For more information on how you can become a book business boss, visit www.bookbusinessbosses.com. That's bookbusinessbosses.com. Keeping your distance from others helps reduce the spread of COVID-19. Stay at least two meters or six feet away from others inside your home when someone has or thinks they have COVID-19 and outside your home in indoor or outdoor spaces when you are around people who do not live in your household. When enjoying time with others, remember to stay at least two meters or six feet away from others. Wear a mask, wash your hands often or use hand sanitizer, and stay out of crowded places if possible. To learn more, visit cdc.gov coronavirus. Stay tuned and up next, the Cheryl Underwood Podcast. An all-access pass to fun, informative, and enlightening conversations covering news, entertainment, sports, music, and much more. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked right here on Envision-Radio.com, where praise meets talk. You are listening to Envision Radio, where praise meets talk. 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 talk.